I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, it's been a while since we've been on the air, as you know. Uh, We got a whole new season coming to you April 1st. But before that, I wanted to tell you about our South by Southwest events. On March 13th, there is Ross Golan's The Wrong Man. That's me. Uh, we're, uh, I'm performing at Central Presbyterian Church on Wednesday, March 13th at 7 p.m. On the 14th, we are doing And the Writer Is with none other than Wyclef. Uh, That start time is at 12.30. It's at the JW Marriott. The capacity is only 125 people, and we have about 200 people who've already favorited it it on the uh, South by Southwest app. So make sure to go to both of those. On the 15th, I'm giving a keynote speech on song math at 2 o'clock. That venue is 16AB at the Austin Convention Center. So come to all three of those events. But we might do eh, maybe a few pop-ups here or there. So make sure to follow us on social media, either me at, at Ross Golan, the website, um, or, or any of the And the Writer Is ones at And the Writer Is uh, across you know, Twitter and Instagram. And we will see you in the great state of Texas. Okay, well, you may recall we held our very first And The Writer Is songwriting competition last fall. We want to first extend a massive thank you to everyone who participated. The winner was awarded their very own feature episode of And The Writer Is, which we got to record via Skype. So without further ado, I'm happy to introduce the winner of our And The Writer Is songwriting competition Jake Davis. This year, we started the first annual And the Writer Is Songwriter Contest. And the winner of this year's competition is Los Angeles' very own Jake Davis. Welcome, Jake Davis on And the Writer Is. Thanks, man. It's good to be here. Appreciate it. I'm glad that, uh, you know, it's cool that you guys did a contest where, you know, it wasn't just based on votes where you actually listened and, you know, picked something yourself. I think that, that's cool. Yeah. And, you know, shout out to those guys who, who did get in the top 10. Um, there were a lot of people who hustled really hard, got some got some votes. And, and in a lot of ways, you know, the the, the thing that separates songwriters who make a living versus not are, are it is often the hustle so kudos to all of those who got in the top 10 um you know what we were looking for in is people who really are pushing some boundaries on the math and then staying disciplined 
in you know the symmetry melodically speaking and then making sure that the lyrics are conversational and you know some of the things that we look for when we're a and Ring projects in la so um you know we felt like yours was was the best of the 10 and and it's exciting to have you on so congratulations Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, I was a little like uh, the, that song actually originally had a bridge on it. And then recently I got like scared and deleted all my bridges. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because I, I was like, I don't know. I just felt like A&R's like never really got to the bridge anyway. And it, people are more likely to listen to more songs if you send them shorter stuff. Mm. So I submitted something without a bridge. I thought like, oh, that'd be like the pop thing to do. It's like a real demo. <laughs> it's an interesting time right now because people yeah. are listening for songs for different reasons. You know, if you're listening to it for art, if you're looking listening to it for commerce, you know, maybe the notes would be different. Maybe the map would be different. But when you're talking about, you know, let's say Spotify playlisting and, and in the case where you know, a lot of the submissions were the artists, so they were able to take certain liberties as an artist. But as a songwriter who's pitching songs, you know, I, I understand what labels are looking for as far as they're looking often for songs that are two minutes and 45 seconds song long now, you know, we're back to pre-1964 lengths of, of, you know, short, short and sweet and trying to make sure that your song doesn't have skip rates that are high on... Spotify yeah, and Apple. Is. So there, there's some logic, and that was probably a smart choice. I think that's really cool, and I'm, I'm into it. Um, I thought, you know, that that song Mine by Bozzy that came out was like the first song I've heard in a while that had just two choruses mm -hmm. and nothing, and it was still managed to be like a huge hit. Mm -hmm. And I, I could see, you know, a lot more stuff going that way, and I'm for it, yeah. you know, on to the Absolutely. next one. Absolutely. So let's let's just yeah. you know I want to introduce you to our audience a bit. So let's give a little backstory. I know you're from Los Angeles. Where were you born? Yeah, I was born here in uh, Sherman Oaks, uh, which is where I'm living at currently. You know, I've moved around the valley and stuff, but really haven't gone much out of LA. Went to school at UCLA. Um, learned how to kind of produce there. Was in the music program. Produced a bunch of bands there, and then um, did the artist thing for a little while. Um, I actually went out for that show West Side that I know you've been writing for, maybe some other people. Um, yeah, and you know, got pretty far along. They met the network, and they were. It was kind of a different show when I was going out for it. But we were talking about they were going to have me on like the music side of it, and then there was the reality side of it, and they were going to come film the show that we did at the Terragram Ballroom. Um, and well, let's just give giving a little context. Yeah. Westside's a, a not unscripted show on Netflix right now. Right. Um, well, Johan and I wrote the uh, the first song of the first episode. We are the ones. So yeah, they they have you know nine contestants ish. It's not really a competition, but you know nine nine participants in the show who have gotten pretty far in LA, but not all the way. So continue from there. Yeah. Um, anyway, so it just, you know, it, it was a cool introduction into t to being like more of a, I guess, a serious artist or on a platform where you would be seen, you know, we were doing well in LA, we were selling out shows in LA, but we, I wasn't, I mean, I say we, I was with a band, but it was really just under my name. Um, but we were, I wasn't known like, you know, worldwide or anything. And this was that first kind of opportunity. And, um, 
it ended up making me realize that whatever that gene is of like kind of wanting to be seen and like um, the sort of thing you have to have to be an artist was not really my thing. I was really just into making the music and I had never really considered that pop writing or just writing for other people was an option. I mean, I knew it existed, but I just like didn't know anything about that world. And then um, my friend and production partner, Adam Bukas, who actually made the beat for the song that I submitted, Ghosted, just randomly asked me to join him on a session. And I had never co-written before. I'd always written everything myself. And I was like, oh, I'll give it a try. And I just fell in love with it and started doing it every day. And um, he sort of connected me with some of the people he knew in the industry. And now this is what I do full time. Wow. Are you signed? Do you have a publishing deal? I don't have a publishing deal right now. I just started this year and I've been uh, talking to a few people, but um, I do have supposedly some cuts on the way that the deals are done with, with nice. some la major labels. So I'm excited about that. So how did you, you know, how does somebody survive in Los Angeles where, <laughs> where you know, like what, what is, what is your day like if, if you're doing this full time right now, how do you survive? Well, a big part of it was getting my own studio. I got a studio in Sherman Oaks, um, saved up some money and just rented it out. And it ended up paying itself off quick as far as just getting the word out on Instagram a lot. People kind of got to know me. And now I have kind of a regular influx of production clients that I'm producing or writing for. Most of them are independents. And then I kind of mix that in with the major label sessions that I take and the pitch sessions and stuff like that. But it was hard at first. I mean, I didn't make money for probably six or eight months. Yeah. yeah. Um, I grew up with my dad with music business. He was uh, an executive at Sony Music Publishing and he used to work for Jimmy Iovine at Interscope wow. for a long time. Okay. Um, so I, I was sort of like attuned to the, uh, you know, the the fail for a while nature of the business and wasn't so afraid of it, you know? Sure. Did you meet any of the other writers in the competition or anything like that? I mean, have you had any interaction with other people from the, and the writer is greater family? Um, well, actually I've reached out to a few of the people who have been on the show and they've responded. Great. Um, a few of them, you know, have listened to, I won't shout them out because I don't want to blow up their spot and have people sending them a bunch of music or whatever. But I'm in talks with a couple of them and they're nice guys. Um, as far as the competition, I didn't really reach out to anybody, although I saw um, the girl from Transviolet submitted. I'm a big fan of that band. Yeah. So kudos, kudos for her. Very cool. Um, and yeah, you know, people said congrats and stuff. That was nice. That's awesome. Uh, but I was mostly just looking to forward to talking to you guys. So what's the, what's the next step for you? Um, I would like to sign a publishing deal at some point, just trying to find the right deal. You know, I'm lucky to have like my dad kind of supporting me in that sense that he's seen a lot of publishing deals and knows a lot about um, what's going on. And maybe almost too lucky. I kind of don't want to be too reserved and, you know, never take a deal just because, you know, I, I know about almost too much about it, I guess. Right. Um, at some point you have to be willing to just take a risk and realize like, you know, sometimes the juice is worth the squeeze, losing a little bit to gain more in the end. So it just depends on if it's a company that like really works the roster and puts you in sessions then I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, but right now I'm just, you know, getting sessions with every writer that I can and producer that I can that I think does good stuff. And uh, I've met a lot of cool A&Rs and different people. I've been working with Joey Arbogy a lot at Epic. Shout out to him. Um, and just, you know, doing that whole game, a lot of first dates. 
Yeah, of course. I, it's weird. I went to USC and studied music business there, and, and one of the things that they would teach is, you know, hold on to your publishing, hold on to your publishing. And yeah. um, the best move I ever made was signing a publishing deal with a real publisher. You know, I mean, it. Yeah. As, I, as I've said before, I, I thought it was going to teach me how not to get screwed, but instead it really teaches you how you're getting screwed. You know, having a degree in it, and and that <laughs> yeah, abil- that ability to walk in and say, okay, this is what I'm giving up for the opportunity. Um, you know, that's the difference of, like you said, being in the room or not being in the room. And you know, from a, a the label and publisher side, a lot of them say you can argue over deal points for months and months and months. But if if the deal's a failure and the the relationship is a failure it won't matter and if the relationship right. is a success it also won't matter it's only you know those little deal points that that you know and maybe they're not even so little deal points but right rarely in the end if it's successful you know there's only so much you can negotiate for especially if people are honest to where they are in their career um, definitely you know? i'm curious when when you signed did you have cuts already yeah, I mean, I, I had uh, when I signed with Warner Chapel, I had uh, I think CeeLo and Demi Lovato and Maroon Five and Nicki Minaj and a bunch of stuff all kind of coming out at the same time. Maybe even Justin right. Bieber. Um, but I was in bands for a while, and so I had had a couple deals. They they were as successful as the bands were, and you don't know who the bands are. So there you go. You know, I mean, <laughs> I, but I yeah. wasn't I wasn't necessarily waiting. Um, you know, I wasn't waiting to do a publishing deal uh, and, and waiting to have cuts in order to do one. But it didn't hurt that I had some cuts on the way. Right, you know? definitely. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at too. You know, I'm I'm open to it, and but I think it'll help when some of this stuff comes out. Hopefully, the beginning of next year. And, um, you know, we'll just start taking meetings then and see what's happening. It's really about finding someone that really likes your stuff. I mean, I've talked to a few people like, um, I was talking to this guy, Greg Johnson, who was at songs publishing, which I guess is, I think dissolving, but yeah, yeah. so uh, he's at Columbia now. Yeah. Yeah. I've been keeping up with him, but he was one of the first people who called me and like had actually listened to my entire pitch page and stuff and knew like all the lyrics to the songs and what each one was called and stuff. And when somebody like goes out of their way and and shows that they really care like that, it definitely makes me a lot more inclined to, you know, work with them. Sure. Where, where can people find you? If, If publishers want to meet you, how can they find you? Um, they can just find me on Instagram. I'm at Hey Jake Davis. Um, you know, or hey Jake Davis Gmail, you know. Appreciate appreciate the little platform shout out there, man. Yeah. <laughs> Hit exactly. me up. Exactly. Do it. Um Yeah. Yeah, man, you know, I, I, I appreciate you submitting and you know, there is obviously somebody who's who's been in the room writing a lot with other writers because you know, it I care about things like symmetry, I care about that stuff a lot. Um, because I think that people listen in patterns and it's all about the audience member. And I think, you know, you gave the audience something that they can sing back. So I appreciate that. So, uh, congrats again and make sure to check out at Hey Jake Davis, 
across internet platforms. And uh, <laughs> thank you for listening to the podcast, obviously, and welcome to the And the Writer is Family. Um, you're the first to have won one of these competitions, so uh, that that's pretty amazing. And uh, we look forward to watching all the great things that you have coming out in the future. I'm excited to hear about these songs that, uh, that you have on the horizon. And, uh, you know, hopefully down the line we'll, we'll be able to do an update after you've had a, a bunch of hits. Yeah, man. Hopefully, I would love to come on for a real episode sometime. And I just want to say, I'm actually, I really am a fan of this podcast. I've listened to every episode and kind of since the beginning. And I think it's really cool that uh, in a business that's kind of very secretive and a lot of people, you know, there's still a bit of a stigma about the fact that some artists don't write their own songs or co-write their songs or whatever. For people coming up like me, this is one of the only windows into that sort of behind the scenes thing. So it's awesome that you guys are doing it. Oh, that's awesome, man. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks. All right, congratulations. Well, there you go. Thank you, Jake Davis, for submitting and for winning the competition. Thank you all for participating and for supporting the And the Writer Is first annual songwriting competition because we will have more in the future. Um... And again, a reminder, season four will launch April 1st. We have an amazing lineup this year already. Uh, We've got Teddy Geiger, Skylar Gray, Ben Gibber, John Bellion, uh, Shane McNally, just to name a few. We also, just one last time, we will be doing a bunch of events at South by Southwest. So make sure to go to southbysouthwest.com or download the app. And on the 13th, come see Ross Golan's The Wrong Man at 7 o'clock. Come see uh, And the Writer Is at 12.30 on Thursday with Clef. And on the 15th, make sure to come by the song math uh, um, keynote speech that I'll be giving about uh, how songs are made and how, how they've been made for about 1,400 years. So come and enjoy that, and that's at 2 o'clock, and we'll see you on our social media and at some of the pop-ups in Austin, Texas next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.